The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health, with your host, Sadhu Khalsa. One of the problems with treating addiction is that the medical profession doesn't try to help treat the root cause of the addiction, only the symptoms and behavior. It's time to look at addiction treatment from a new perspective. We'll discuss treatments and ideas that actually work. It just takes a different sort of understanding. Now, here is Sadhu Khalsa. Good afternoon. Welcome again to Total Health Recovery from Addiction to Super Health. My guest today is Dr. Stephen Swither. He's a longtime friend of 40 years. He's one of my first dentists I've ever been to. And as uh, Andy Wilde said about Steve Swither, he's my dentist. Need I say more? I'll say the same thing. Need I say more? Um, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to give you a little background and Dr. Swither, and uh, he's part of the team as well. He's one of the uh, master healers, and he adds so much to the healing process. So Dr. Steve Swither received his Bachelor of Science degree from the University of Illinois and his dental degree from the University of Illinois Dental School in 1962. Dr. Steve Swither has a background in electroacupuncture kinesiology, cranial sacral osteopathy, and biodynamic manual medicine, as well as many other well-known healing modalities. Dr. Steve Swither is a pioneer in holistic dentistry, founder of Medicine Wheel Dental, Regenesis Wellness Center, and is the inventor of the percussion table. Since 1979, Dr. Swither lectures nationally and internationally on these innovative concepts. Dr. Steve Swither belongs to numerous professional organizations. So uh, I'd like to uh, start uh, with you giving a little bit more of your background and uh, why you got into dentistry and what got you into the particular practice field of holistic dentistry. And uh, so uh, share with the audience your progression in, in your professional career and what you're doing. Mm, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Sadhu. Um, well, the, that, that's an interesting thing. I hadn't thought about it in a while, but what got me into dentistry in the beginning um, was that living at home, my uncle was actually living in the basement and he was going to dental school. So that was my first exposure to dentistry. And I saw that it was high in skills that would be like, for me, arts and crafts, you know, is carving uh, a tooth out of wax. It was uh, shaping things. Um, it was very crafty, and, and I loved that part. Um, and then uh, I remember I was in pre-med at the University of Illinois, and I just started, 
I, I just wasn't drawn into medicine the way it was at that time. Um, it just seemed like it was a lot of drugs and surgery focus. And it just, there was something that wasn't harmonizing. And so I, I remember sitting with my girlfriend of the time who became my wife, Patty, and just uh, listing out the things that I really wanted to do with my life and what was important to me and what I had passionate about. And um, yeah, I used to teach arts and crafts at camps. I loved biology. I loved working with people. I liked making a difference. And I wanted to be my own boss, and I wanted to be able to be a professional. And when I put all those things together, dentistry was the obvious choice. Um, mm -hmm. And I graduated from dental school in 72, uh, practiced for a couple of years in Chicago. And when I came down to Tucson, and uh, that was in 74, I moved down here, I got exposed around 75 to some concepts that were just ridiculous to me, you know, things like uh, kinesiology, how different things affected different parts of the body, getting feedback from the body that I hadn't learned in pre-med. And uh, so it just seemed odd to me. And I said, you know, this is baloney. <laughs> I went, <laughs> as, I went as, a, as a total skeptic, really. And I went to some of these courses um, because friends that I had met who I was working uh, near the same building with and, and they were older dentists and saying, yeah, yeah, this is really something. And I said, you know, this is baloney. I, I, I know enough. You know how it is in the beginning. You really think you're a total hot dog. And uh, I know enough to knock the legs out from underneath this. So I went to these courses as a skeptic, you know, and then I found that... <clears throat> what was being presented was not only true in this person's hands, but it was true in my hands as well. And it really got me curious. And for about the next five, six years, I ended up putting in basically anything I made, uh, all my money into education on all kinds of different holistic concepts. And I kept hearing about cranial osteopathy. And so in 79, I took my first cranial course with the osteopaths, they would only teach uh, MDs, DOs, and dentists. And it was amazing to me because the whole premise of dentistry was based on we're working on these teeth. It's not really connected to the rest of the body. <laughs> here I'm learning that all 29 cranial bones move throughout life. And I have to tell you, in medical and dental schools today, they're still teaching that the the, all the sutures are closed, the, the skull is solid, the bones don't move after, you know, uh, you know, probably six, seven years old. They're, you know, certainly a young baby, by the time they're three, the fontanelles begin to close. So the whole model is that their head is fused. Well, obviously, an adult head is larger. Somehow it's getting larger. And yet there's nothing in the science or in the schools being taught and about the movement of cranial bones. And here I was getting really focused in TMJ, treating the jaw joint and how it functions as if the jaw is, is um, functioning against a solid skull. And then I learned the T of the TMJ, the temporal bones, two of the 29 bones, are moving rhythmically like the gills of a fish three to five times a minute, and if they aren't moving, you got problems, and the bite is different. So all of a sudden, it just kind of 
said, wait a second, I, I'm approaching this as if the world is flat, and now I'm learning that the world is round. <laughs> yes. So that's what kind of opened the door for me, and um, I really, that became one of my favorite modalities because it also identified that if there were any restrictions anywhere in the body, that the body was compensating for it, sort of like if you had a stone in your shoe, you'd soon be compensating, putting more weight on the other leg, your hips would be off, your alignment would be changing, all the way up through your spine from the bottom up. And then a discovery um, at one of the courses I was teaching for uh, for the osteopaths, I discovered a really interesting observation, and that was, In manual medicine, one of the most important things to be out of pain is to make sure the hips are level. If the hips are off, if one is higher than the other, it means they're twisted slightly. And the opening through which the sciatic nerve travels, for instance, if it's impinged on, you get this nerve pain or you get low back pain. Mm -hmm. And, And that compensates all the way up to the spine like scoliosis. If your hips are off, the spine goes in one direction, then it cuts back, and those curves are less than ideal. And wherever it cuts back, it impinges on the vertebral nerves. And so there can be pain anywhere in the body. And then it goes to the cranial base, and if the cranial base is off, the hips are off. That is a well-known premise in both uh, chiropractic as well as osteopathy. It's called mm-hmm. the twin or loved brother, or so above, so below. Yes. The cranial base is off, the hips are off. If C1, your first cervical vertebrae, is off, L5 is off. There's an association above and below. So I started looking at that area, thinking about the cranial base, and studying the skull, I discovered this is amazing because if you look at a dry skull and you look at where the jaw joint is, If you go to the part, not outward towards the ear, but more towards the middle of the brain, that socket, the edge of that socket is about only an inch and a quarter from where the head rests on the spine. That is Mm -hmm. the cranial base. Mm -hmm. And that this socket, this jaw joint, develops embryologically in the same plane as that cranial base. So all of a sudden, it's like, Oh my God, if one is off, the other is off. And, and that would make it, uh, at least for the jaw to the cranial base to the hips, a triplets relationship instead of a twin relationship. So mm-hmm. I was at this conference. Uh, I was teaching, I was a table trainer. And for some reason, we were, we were dealing with the, the alignment of the body. And I saw somebody with a high hip. And I said, let's just try something. And I took a Q-tip and had them, instead of biting where their teeth all bit together uh, and fit totally together, I had them bite on their front teeth, on their front teeth edges on the Q-tip, which did what? It brought the jaw down and forward, okay? Mm -hmm. And then I had them go up and down on their toes a little bit, shake it out Mm -hmm. a little bit, and then recheck their hips. And what happened was their hips leveled. Wow. Oh, my God. All I did was change where the bite was, closing, and the hips level. That means there's a descending issue from the jaw to the cranial base to the hips because if the hips were still off, 
we'd probably be dealing with something like an ascending issue, an ankle, a knee. And in this field, in this expanded view of dentistry, we have to look at both descending and ascending issues to find out where does that bite even need to go when I'm doing dentistry. Yes. Right? It became an amazing discovery, and it's fueled a lot of study, research, and I'm currently finishing a paper that will be published that really not only helps dentists understand why we need a good posture and balanced alignment, but it also tells the people who are doing manual medicine, if you're trying to get this person feeling better and out of pain and out of stress, you need to look at whether or not the jaw being in the wrong position when they close their teeth is throwing them off. And, and why would that be? Well, if you look at the neurology of the human being, 40% of, of a person's nerves are between, in the swath of your head, between your eyes and your chin, including, you know, the whole head. Steve, so this Steve. Is a high, so yeah. hold that thought because we got to take a break and uh, we'll okay. be... Come back with that thought and continue. Thank you so much for what you're sharing right now. It's uh, uh, life-changing. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole-person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole-person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Total Health Recovery from Addiction to Super Health with Sadhu Khalsa. 
To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to saduk.kalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. Thank you. Uh, once again, we're uh, having an interview with Dr. Stephen Swither, and I'm going to read uh, one paragraph here of what was on the announcement uh, that I sent out to many people. And this is, the heart of the matter is that we had no idea how profound the effect of jaw and bite position has on the whole body and how it performs. The new paradigm for dentistry is not just looking good, uh, having good-looking teeth, smiles, and a healthy mouth, but to realize that the jaw position is the tuner on the radio. If it is slightly out of alignment to being centralized in the socket, there are distortions that cascade through the entire body and how and can't, I'm sorry, and can affect the face, neck, heart, functioning, digestion, spinal alignment, hips, ankles, vitality, and longevity. Okay, so with, with that, it leads into my, my next question is, what makes you a pioneer in the dental field? And I think you addressed part of that, but I'd like you to go on from where you left off and see if you can weave in an answer to that last question. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, and I'm glad you touched down on the, um, you know, that tuner on a radio analogy because yes. um, we, if, if 40% of the nerves are in this area of the jaw and the cranial base, then if we aren't, you know, you talk about super health and I think that's what all of us do. We want to, we want to look at the person in front of us and imagine what they could be at their best, at their best yes. performance and function. And when you see people who are in addictions or, or struggling with pain, you know that if, you know, of course, this is old. I know how old I am, but if if cars were eight-cylinder cars still, <laughs> um, you know, somebody who's in pain or addiction and in that process, they could be running on two or three cylinders. And so, what can we do to support them to turn those lights on, to turn to have them working on at least six or seven cylinders, and ultimately into eight? And yes. That is, I think, a, a big deal. While we're carrying those burdens, it's hard to feel better. And one of the things is that we are doing in this process of finding out where the jaw needs to be when the body is aligned and when all the cranial bones are moving equal and opposed. Is there a spot, like the tuner on a radio, that gives us the very clearest signals to the body and to the whole neurologic system and, and how it functions. For instance, if the jaw is off, if the bite is off slightly, it impinges on the cranial base. And what runs right through the cranial base is the vagus nerve. It's the longest of the cranial nerves. And it innervates, it's the parasympathetic for the heart, for breathing, and digestion. How important are those things, right? Uh, we have an amazing success story with someone who is, I'll get to later, but whose heart fibrillation totally goes away when their jaw is in the right position. 
So that well, means we're, we don't have static on the line. We're keeping the signals as open and clear as possible. Um, what makes me a pioneer? I guess it's just because I've been doing this so long. I got involved in holistic dentistry in the mid-70s as a skeptic, as I mentioned. And then I got exposed to a lot of different modalities. And I studied with a lot of people outside of my field, as well as keeping up with my own fields, continuing education. But it became clear enough that there was such a huge disparity between the way we were looking at people and only focusing on their smile, their bite, the health of their gums. And then there were other things that started showing up, like uh, at the Paracelsus uh, Clinic in Switzerland, where they treat uh, using alternative medicine um, uh, and approaches for very serious degenerative problems. And they actually have more dentists on staff than anybody else because of the issues that we face in holistic dentistry that had to do with mercury, silver fillings, uh, root canals, and other things that were showing up as very, very toxic to the system. Mm. And eliminating those was getting that, those patients back to a baseline where they would respond to treatment. Um, Interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just one of those things that we don't realize because dentistry has grown up kind of separate from medicine, and now with my discoveries uh, on how this all interrelates, imagine, for instance, if you are having back pain and you go to the chiropractor and the chiropractor says, hey, you know, well, you're going to have to see me 12 times, We're in a, and each time they keep getting the hip level, right? Yes. So you feel better for a little bit. But in all forms of manual medicine and therapies, the real question is, how long does the correction last? Yes. And what is destabilizing it? Yes. Okay. So in this case, we can start teaching to uh, practitioners of all manual medicine and all therapies, whether it's massage therapy or physical therapy or yoga therapy, and start showing people, number one, what we can do to align the body, and then also it points out the need for an integrative team. And what I mean by that is, let's say I get the jaw into what I see as the most ideal position, and we just do this temporarily with, with uh, appliances that are like retainers, but it, every time you close or swallow, it brings your jaw into that place where your jaw joint is centralized, it's not shoving back into your ear. And so we get that position, but then we have to look at doing the body work to get rid of all the layers of the onion of injury patterns and strain patterns that the body compensated for. So we're going into the release work. We're also going into making sure all the release the, the traumas in the cranial bones making sure they're all moving equal and opposed without distortion because wherever there's distortion, there's not only compensation, but there's a lack of blood flow, cerebrospinal fluid, nerve signaling, lymphatic drainage. So mm. it's sort of like the difference between a free flowing stream or having a bunch of beaver dams in the way where <laughs> the beaver dams are there's less flow, and so you can have swampy areas where bacteria can proliferate. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? 
Yes, it does. Okay. So, you know, also on this integrative team, we need people to work on all the aspects of health and wellness. You know, mm-hmm. the, uh, the mental, emotional, the physical, even the spiritual connection. What are they telling themselves that is throwing them out habitually from feeling connected to what's really happening in life to keep them in the moment? And um, I think that, uh, like, for instance, if you have a habit of standing on one leg or sitting, you know, kind of laying against one side of the chair, these are habits. Habits formed in the compensations, like uh, going back to the stone in the shoe, you're going to stand on the leg that has, doesn't have a stone as opposed to the one that does. Yes. So these become habits that can also destabilize us. So we bring in a movement specialist, um, uh, my friend uh, Maria Mendola, and I are working on something called fluid body dynamics, and she's in charge of the movement specialist. She teaches physical therapists, yoga therapists. We have my body worker here, Mercedes, who works with uh, craniosacral uh, release work, and she does that on the percussion table that I invented, which unwinds connective tissue strain patterns in the body uh, kind of on fast forward. So we're able to achieve results much quicker, but we're always having to look at how stable is this? Is it still stable in a day, in a week, in a month? Mm -hmm. Because if we keep treating the same thing over and over again, we're not dealing with what is primary. We're always looking for what is primary that might be destabilizing it and then strengthening those pathways releasing. And then every time, Sadhu, we have to go to those appliances and adjust the bite on the appliance. These Mm -hmm. are not, here's a night guard and you go home, I'll see you in a year. This is, I'll see you next week. And after your body work session, we'll adjust the bite again. So then they're starting to feel better. And as their shoulder drops or they're able to lift their arm again, the bite keeps changing. And it turns out that the most sensitive indicator is whether the hips are level. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of really fascinating. You know, we, again, uh, we're, I, I have a theory called the triplets theory, that relationship to, between the jaw, cranial base, and hips. But TMJ has always had so many weird and varied symptoms throughout the body, not just clicking or popping of the jaw or grinding or clenching or pain by the head of the jaw or a tight neck, but there's symptoms throughout the whole body. And so TMJ was often referred to as the great masquerader. You Mm -hmm. could have symptoms you would have had no idea was because you were clenching down in an off position. There's a recent uh, rat study where they, uh, tested, they did a, a, this is from peer-reviewed science, Mm -hmm. they took rats and they had them hanging on a rat rod for just a short period of time while they x-rayed them and uh, did a uh, back view and a side view and she could see what was normal, uh, normal spine, okay, straight spine. And then they put a little dental bonding material, just the smallest amount on one side only and in two weeks, they retested them and took x-rays, 
And now they had scoliosis. They had a curvature of the spine. And then two weeks later, they took off, excuse me, after that, they took off the excess uh, filling material. So their bite was hitting normal again. And two weeks later, the spine was straight again. Hold, all right, hold okay. that thought. We need another break. We'll be back in shortly with Dr. Stephen Swither with this fascinating information. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back shortly. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com. The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole-person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole-person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.kalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. All right, we're returning from the break, and I'm with my guest, Dr. Stephen Swither. And I just want to uh, say to the audience, hopefully you've listened to uh, these are every Wednesday afternoon at 1 o'clock. And you're getting an opportunity to hear what can be available from the program, Total Health Recovery, that has master healers of such spectrum and such wisdom and such knowledge and such skill level that you can't find, as, I, as I've looked for many years, another program globally in the world that can bring together all these master healers and wisdom and nutrition and dental and the whole body and the whole person. So um, keep listening. More comes every week. And I want to turn to Dr. Stephen Swither, who is our guest today. Dr. Swither, may you continue. Okay. Thank you, Sadhu. You know, I really appreciate your giving honor to all the incredible healers. Um, I was thinking on break about my mentors, and I had 
many mentors, but two highly significant ones from the field of cranial osteopathy was Dr. Viola Fryman, who just passed about a year ago, and Dr. Robert Fulford, who was kind of very eclectic and one of the wizards of the cranial osteopathic world. And he was the man who Dr. Andrew Weil said, wrote about in his book when he said, I searched the world for the, the top healers. And here, Dr. Fulford retired right to my backyard here in Tucson, Arizona. Yes. And so he considered him one of the greatest healers ever. And, and he was my mentor. He, he retired to Tucson, and I want to say it was about 19, I want to say around 78, because he worked on my son, who was born in 79. And uh, he taught me, because I was a dentist, I couldn't figure out how do I, how do I get rid of these body strain patterns. I wasn't trained in, you know, body work or corrections yes. or anything. And he taught me what he used, uh, which would just make it easier for him to see large number of patients, which was a percussion hammer, mm -hmm. which is a reciprocating handheld device that could create a, a pulse with onto a pad that was about three inches across that was rubber. And, and he taught me how I could release the whole spine and the ankles and the knees by just holding it on there. And then I could start feeling with my other hand because I had been trained to feel now from the cranial osteoarthritis. I could feel the unwinding, like when a twisted telephone cord is left to just let the handle drop, the receiver drop, and let it unwind. So I could feel all of a sudden, wow, it's really speeding up with this percussion hammer in place. And I would yes. do all sides of the joint. And then all of a sudden, I'd feel like a internal reset and where there was pain or not able to have a full range of motion, all of a sudden the person would say, Oh my God, look at that. And they could straighten out mm. their leg or raise wow. their arm. And I kept wondering, uh, if I were three inches tall, what would be <laughs> the effect on me if I had my whole body getting pulsed by this? And of course you can tune it to each person because a yes. professional athlete is going to have, need a different force or attention than, you know, a 93-year-old grandmother. Yes. And so you could adjust. Uh, I invented this percussion table. I, I'm on my 14th prototype 20 years yeah. later. And it gets people, um, gives, delivers one pulse to the body at a time. You can tune the frequency and how strong it is, the amplitude. And when you hit it just right, a hard, tight muscle will just soften. So you get a feedback from the body. Oh, my God, that's it right there. And then in 12 minutes, and we tested this, did our own study with the 30 of the top manual medicine practitioners in cranial osteopathy at their uh, conference in Colorado Springs. We had them evaluate each other before and after the table, and we found that without touching a person, We'd have them be evaluated. Well, they could be touched to be evaluated, but not without treating them. They would be evaluated by their partner, get on the table for 12 minutes, and then re-evaluated. And across the board, without, when I say touching them, treating them, without treating them, the table cleared 70 to 80% after 12 minutes. 
Amazing. This was phenomenal. Amazing. We've never had a device in manual medicine that would do this. And so that meant, and then I would ask the practitioner to, okay, go ahead and find out what the most primary injury was, which often wouldn't have surfaced even after three, four months of treatment, yes. you know, normally. So they went right to the heart of something that would have been a very tough, restrictive pattern, maybe going back to birth. And just almost as soon as they focused on it, because the vitality of the system was so amped up, they brought their attention to it, and it just melted. So treatment became much shorter as well. What used to take me an hour and a half to two hours to do with the percussion hammer, I can do in less than 15 minutes and do far more. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a great adjunctive tool, and there are many good adjunctive tools, as you know. But yes. when you bring them all together, you know, the effect, instead of being 1 plus 1 plus 1, instead of being 3, could be 15 or 18. Yes. And the same with, as you know, with an integrative team, if we each work on someone individually who's in pain or is struggling or has a health issue or an addictive issue, the best thing we can do is connect with the team and evaluate these people from our own skill sets and bring what we can to the table to help them through phase one. And now hopefully they're working with less pain and they're starting to be encouraged by, wow, I feel different. And then you go into phase two. Each person understanding and watching how this whole mechanism is shifting back towards high-level wellness or what you call super health. Yes. Um, So those were my mentors, and I was just very fortunate, and I I was the youngest guy in the room always back then. I mean, this was the 70s and 80s, and um, then I started taking some other wisdom because Dr. Uh, Fryman, it came up with many papers, but one was the core link in the three, three diaphragms, and it was talking about the discussion between the head and the cranial diaphragm being the dense connective tissue that separated the brain into different quadrants called the dura, and the dura wraps around the entire brain, passes through the base of the skull, moves without connection through most of the spine, except right at the top and right down at the sacrum, and so... Her paper was on the connection between the cranial diaphragm, the thoracic diaphragm, what we refer to as our diaphragm, and the pelvic diaphragm. And if there's a twist in the pelvic diaphragm coming from the cranial diaphragm, it affects everything in between. Um, I did a study with 1,800 dental patients and about Mm. 130 really high-level, high-health practitioners, yoga therapists, and I found it most consistent that even if they didn't, even if only 15 to 25% had TMJ symptoms, mm-hmm. 90% of those populations had a high hip, one side or the other. Mm-hmm. That corrected with bringing that Q-tip forward, bringing their jaw forward, getting their jaw joint out of the retruded position in their ear, that leveled their hips. That means descending issues, right, that is coming from the jaw to the cranial base to the hips. So in the absence of classic symptoms and still having the hips change, I coined the term asymptomatic TMD. We don't have TMD being 
TMJ dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Okay. If we do have a something in the body that changes by repositioning the jaw, that is obviously a jaw symptom. So what we found was about 90% of the population had some asymptomatic TMD. And of those, about 30 to 40% or less had classical TMJ symptoms. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. clicking, the popping. And I, and I want to insert here for all of the listeners and for the people that you touch, Sadhu, is that one thing people have not been told very much is that the only time their teeth should touch is if they're chewing or swallowing. Mm-hmm. Okay? Any other time, lips together, jaws relax. And it's almost like a mantra. If I'm working at the computer or if I'm lifting something heavy and my teeth are touching, I tell people, inhale through your nose, puff through your lips, real gently, long exhale, bring your lips together, but let your jaw stay apart. And, of course, in yoga practices, that's what these yoga therapists had known all along. Oh, yeah, we always tell our people to let their jaw hang to relax. So as soon as the teeth come together, why does that induce the distortion? Well, the jaw joint is the only joint in the body that has a hard copy endpoint of where it positions in the socket. And that hard copy endpoint is where the teeth come together, like when you bite down fully. Yes. It's where the teeth most fit together, right? And if the teeth most fit together, you bite there, it turns out from studies that you go there just from chewing and swallowing about 2,000 to 2,500 times a day. Now, if you start clenching or grinding or holding your teeth together, now you are really going into sympathetic overload, and the tension that can develop can affect areas in your whole body until you just wonder what the heck is going on here. I can't walk right. I can't function well. I used to be healthy. What's going on? And this is a easy differential diagnosis by using the Q-tip to see if the hips level, to see if there's a descending issue at the heart of this. And it just so happens it's epidemic in nature. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Why should that have happened to us? Is it because we became upright posture? Well, another dentist who was a great researcher, Dr. Weston Price in the early 1900s, visited a lot of indigenous cultures. And among the things he was checking was the width of their arch. He was taking models and pictures. And he found they had very broad, wide dental arches and not having crowded teeth. And they were eating a pretty natural diet, you know, of whatever was growing in the area. And when those people got exposed to white flour, white sugar, and processed food, their children were the very first generation to have crowded teeth and a retruded chin. All right. Hold that that thought. That's just absolutely fascinating. We're going to have another break and we'll be back shortly. Okay. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340 TotalHealthRecovery.com Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned in to Total Health Recovery from Addiction to Super Health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.khalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. All right, we're going to continue with Dr. Steve Swither. And as you can tell, we only have one hour. This could go on for many hours. Uh, but hopefully you're getting an idea of what's possible and people that are doing that around the country that can make a difference in your life and help you achieve total health. Back to Dr. Steven Swither. Mm, thank you, Sadhu. So, we just covered how Weston Price discovered that one of the first toxic influences that affect the growth and development of the jaw was um, white flour, white sugar, and refined foods. And I, sometimes I picture the health of a person, the overall potential of a person is like a flower fully opened, right? And you can just kind of picture where the teeth where the arches are narrow and the teeth are crowded, that it's like a flower that never fully opened, right? You have an infant that's born, and maybe there's stresses in utero, okay? Certainly, birth is an amazing stress that influences the growth and development. They say as, as the twig is bent, so grows the tree. Yes. So we have these strain patterns before teeth ever come in. And then you have these baby teeth coming in, And if they're off at all, you keep the distortion, the soft tissue distortion that's already there becomes part of that hard copy. And because it's off a little bit, this kid has got more stress. You've heard of infants or young young kids uh, grinding their teeth at night. Well, why would that be with babies? Well, the first thing is the lower front two teeth come in to hit the upper front two teeth, and that's foreign, along with the stress of you know, having teeth erupt, and and then there's grinding and clenching, and you add that to the nutritional stress, 
and you realize that the teeth are wearing into a pattern that reflects the injury pattern and the stress. And just and of course, when the permanent teeth come in, they only come in until they touch each other, which is wherever the worn baby teeth have created the space between the upper and lower jaw. It's not like these permanent teeth keep pushing up, keep opening up. They only come in until they touch. So I'm working with orthodontists now to say, hey, we've got to look at the what, what is the full genetic potential here? What would the flower look like if it was fully opened? And in that period of time, now we're looking at kids who are 7, 8, 9, up through 12, and seeing there's a high percentage of scoliosis of curved spines and that if we can get those spines aligned and that the spine can, can grow straight and the, using the growth and development phase, we can expand the or have the orthodontist expand the arches and bring them back into a full broad uh, arch where two things, and again, I'll say this again because it's really important. Well, three things. One is a centralized jaw joint position, so it's in the middle of the socket. This means, for all of you who are wondering about this, if you put your pinkies in your ear, and make sure you don't have long nails or you'll do brain surgery, just <laughs> take, your, take your pinkies with your thumbs down, put them into your ears, open wide, and close on your back teeth. Do this a few times. Always opening wide and closing on your back teeth. And what you may feel is some clicking or some popping or at least some motion. And then what I want you to do is open and close widely, biting on just the front edges of your teeth. That'll bring your jaw forward like on the Q-tip. And just open wide and close on your front teeth a few times. And almost all of you will notice, huh, my jaw sounds went away. Or I don't feel pressure on my finger anymore. We look for the centralized jaw joint position to be that place where when you open and close, you feel nothing on your pinkies. Mm -hmm. In that place where the tuner on the radio is right on the station, the cranial base opens up, the hips level. And that's what we're looking for. Where does the jaw need to be when that's happening? So we have, number one, a centralized jaw joint position. Number two, through the body work, we are releasing strain patterns, soft tissue strain patterns that have occurred from accidents and traumas in that person's life. And some of those, as you know, Sadhu, are not just physical, but they yes. can be emotional as well. Yes, that's right. It locks up the system. And it's always like trying to brace and get away from the injury. When you feel the tissue, you can feel exactly which way the blow came. If you got mm -hmm. hit by a car on your right side and you're holding and feeling like the cranial osteopaths do and the craniosacral therapists, you can feel the motion in their body instead of being equal and opposed coming from the right and going out to the left. They're mm -hmm. living with that strain pattern. So release, doing body work to release the strain patterns, and as that happens, we adjust on the appliance. And the appliance fits, if you rest on your front teeth, you'll notice there's a space between your back teeth. Well, the appliance fits in that space so that when you close fully, you can't feel anything on your pinkies. Mm -hmm. But it's very dynamic, very functional. And after each body work session, each release session, uh, emotional release, anything, 
You want to make sure the hips are still level. That's your best indicator. And if it isn't, adjust on the appliance to level it out. So every, as the body is getting better and better for its super health, we keep adjusting the appliance to stabilize and reflect that balanced alignment where the body is all aligned and the cranial bones are worked on by someone who really knows cranial work, like the cranial osteopaths. Yes. And craniosacral therapists are great on the body work, but sometimes you really need to have full anatomy working by a physician who's trained in this for the hard cases that don't respond all the way. And mm-hmm. then again, each time there's a cranial release or a body release, we adjust on the appliance and the movement specialist like Maria is showing people how to use their bodies differently to identify the misuse pattern and what is proper use and how can they strengthen the weak areas so that muscles are now functioning in a, this new balanced arrangement. Um, give you a quick example If you see somebody with really bad posture who's maybe sitting at their computer, their head is forward, they're they're collapsing in the middle of their chest, right? They're kind of humped over. And then so they can see the screen, they throw their head back, which puts a curve in their neck. That bite is essentially the same as the overclosed bite we were talking about. We want to know where does the jaw need to be when they're sitting upright, so that they have the sensation that their heart is lifting, their abs are engaged, their heart is lifting, their shoulders are back, and the scapulas are just flat on the back, sliding towards their back pockets, and the back of the neck is long. All right, Steve, we, 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 we only have, have about have 30, 30 seconds them. left. Could you give a, uh, how people can contact you and any classes or events that you're going to be offering? Sure, sure. They can uh, look at our website, Medicine Wheel Dental and Wellness Center. That's medicine, like the word medicine, wheel like a car wheel. Medicine Wheel Dental and Wellness Center in Tucson, Arizona. And, uh, yeah, classes get set up. Um, I'm actually shifting from less and less, from less and less wet finger dentistry doing the usual general dentistry. I have an associate who does more of that who's trained in my uh, approach. And I'm going to be doing more teaching and training professionals and people who are interested. Uh, and usually we can find out if this is at the heart of their problem in one visit. And then within one month, usually we can get about 50% of their symptoms are being affected in a positive way. And so I I know we could use another couple hours, but I really want to thank (laughs) you for what you're presenting, the work you do, and uh, please contact Dr. Swither in Tucson. Um, He has a lot that can help you and your family. And Steve, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on the radio show. And it's being archived, so if you know other people that would like to hear this or would benefit from that, just refer them to the Voice America, and they can listen to this interview. And thank you so much, Steve, for being on the show. My pleasure, and thank you for including me. You got it. Oh, my
listening to Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health. We hope you'll join Sadhu Khalsa again for another program next Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Join us again in one week. Walk such a path with all your faith. You will never have to wander again. Give yourself to such a 